episode of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda and I'm on a mission to help you make your life easier when downsizing and getting started. So today I thought um, we have a closer look at a big challenge for most people who are moving and let alone downsizing, which is decluttering. Decluttering is not a favorite task for most people and it's frequently postponed. And um, so if you are procrastinating your decluttering project because you just don't know where to start and how to start and there's too much stuff piled up in your big house and it's all too overwhelming, well, you are not alone. So um, just relax, breathe deeply and... Um, I would like to share today a few strategies with you, tips and tricks how to get started. And um, so maybe make a cup of tea and um, listen to this podcast. Stay tuned um, to learn more about how to start strategically decluttering. Um, first of all, I'd like to um, share with you a, a three-step process that I learned from a business coach. Um, and when she announced it, she said, that's a proven method to get anything done. I thought, oh, well, that sounds interesting. And um, But to be honest, I followed it and um, for several things, and it works. So I'm going to share that with you. And then um, I'd like to look a bit closer into special areas of your home, like... Um, office, linen cupboard, kitchen, where um, and give you some tips how to um, stay in control of these areas and, and not to let them clutter too much. Um, yeah, so basically, um, first of all, um, I'm reading out a, a short story, a scenario out of my book, Downsize with Style. Um, which is the start of the decluttering chapter. Uh, here we go. Barbara and Brian are finally getting closer to making the move from their family home to a smaller apartment. They are only moving a few kilometers away in the same area, but their family home is full of things accumulated over the past 30 years. They have not been able to downsize on their own, even though they have been talking about it for years. There is still no definite moving date. They are both emotionally attached to most of their items. They have lots of boxes with papers from prior jobs and hobbies. They would prefer that their children take most of their things, so they said they could take what they want. They are not very keen on going systematically through their rooms to declutter. Their children are willing to help but do not want to make to take the majority of their parents' belongings. Well, if that sounds somehow familiar or you can relate to it, then, um, yeah, it's, it's really time to get started and make the first move. And you can't just wait until your children take all your stuff because in most cases they most probably don't want it. And so it's, it's kind of you have to do the first step. And um, so let's start with the, um, this three-step method to get anything done. Um, first of all, a question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how committed are you to get started with your downsizing project? How committed are you to get started with your downsizing project? Have a think about that for a second. And um, 
maybe later on after you've finished hearing, listening to the podcast, think about, sit down and think about it. Because the thing is, if you are not a hundred percent committed to do it, it will get really hard and you keep procrastinating and you won't get there. And that relates to anything that can be applied to anything. So you don't, it's not only about downsizing. If you want to do a certain project or get anything done, you have to be committed a hundred percent to get it done and to be ready to, um, to get it started. Because if you are truly committed to do it, and in, in your case to downsize, to declutter, then you will um, achieve the results you want. Especially if you think about a moment, what is clutter? And that's another thing I heard from that business coach. I found that really interesting. I never thought about that, that this way. She basically said clutter is a series of unmade decisions. And I thought, oh, that's kind of right. Um, every time you have something in your hands and you don't decide where it goes, like where it usually stays or if it has to go into the bin or it, ha if it has to go to somewhere else where you then need to follow up with another action and you just put it down where you are at the moment, you start building up clutter because you have not decided what happens to this particular item. So start making decisions throughout the day when you have different things in your hands, when you're working on different things, and then you will reduce your clutter with ease. So basically, going back to the three steps, the first step is to make it a priority. So you have to be really committed that you want to get something um, done, that you want to achieve a certain result, and then you will see your result. Um, the second step is schedule it. So once you, you are sure that you are 100% committed to your downsizing project and to, or to your decluttering project and you want to get started, you need to allocate a time to get it done. And you need to schedule it in your diary or in your ca calendar. And then you have to start with that one area basically and, and do it strategically, work through each room one after the other. And allocating time is really important. And, and don't do the mistake to start, like, to allocate eight hours of decluttering time because no one is going to survive eight hours of decluttering. That's too much. So just allocate one or two hours maybe and start with maybe your one of your storage cabinets or your linen cupboard or one your kitchen pantry. And then just... Allocate these two hours, schedule them on a day, and then do it. Go do just that one area, and then follow up with action. That's very important. So if you have decided that goes in the bin, put it in the bin. If you see, have decided you need um, new storage containers for your pantry, measure how big they have to be, and then go and get them and put your stuff in these storage um, containers and finish it off. And then that will feel so much better, I will, can promise you. So that's really important. Schedule it. And then the next step, the third step is basically what I just said. Show up and do it and follow up with action. And then another interesting sentence from my business coach. I really loved her. How, do, how you do anything is how you do everything. So now that you've made your decluttering project a priority, you have scheduled time um, 
to move forward and to get things done, the most important thing is then really to step up and take action and show 100% commitment, whatever you do. And don't let yourself get distracted. If you have scheduled two hours to declutter your pantry, you have to do it in these two hours. And don't procrastinate and say, oh, now first I have to do this and then this happens and then the telephone is ringing. Just let the telephone ring and do your decluttering. And um, you will be amazed what you discover when you do things that you have never done before or you try different things. Things. So it's really important to focus on what you want to do in your set time frame and then you will make a progress every day. So I just repeat that. It's the three steps to get anything done and try it. Believe me, it works in all areas of your life. Make it a priority. Make it a 100% commitment. Um, schedule it. Find a time when you can do it uh, realistically and, and don't overdo it and... Um, um, allocate too much time. So take a couple of hours and then schedule them in your calendar. And then the most important thing, show up and do it. Follow up with action. Do it on the day you planned it to do. Do your two hours, go through your one area and then follow up with action. And you will have, um, you will see a progress. I will, can guarantee that it works. All right. Now, um, now we go, I'd like to share my, um, my decluttering strategy with you as well. And if, you, if you've listened to other um, podcasts already, you have heard about it already, but I, I thought we'd go a bit more into detail today. Um, even if you're a very organized person like myself, um, I'm very structured and I'm basically... Um, decluttering the whole year through so I do it on the go because then I don't find it that overwhelming but even if you are very organized and structured there will always be something um, you can't throw out or you keep yeah storing and and there's always um, areas you can constantly declutter and um, simplify your life so um, and also what I found is that sometimes if you look at a certain task from a different perspective, it already, it all, all of a sudden feels differently. So, um, I suggest to look at, um, decluttering as taking inventory, like shops have to do. So have, just take all the emotions out now that you've scheduled the time when you want to start doing your decluttering project, you, um, show up and do it. And then you just follow, um, for um, or you basically you follow the a strategy to create um, four piles and allocate each item to one of them. So pile number one, things that go straight into the bin. So everything that's broken and that you haven't used for ages, just chuck it. Forget about it. Get rid of it. Empty. Um, clear your mind from it as well. So just get rid of it. Then. Um, there might be um, items you can donate. So have a look at everything that is um, still in a good shape. If you have furniture or clothing or books, kitchen utensils, chairs, everything that is still in a good shape could go um, to a um, donation pile. And then you could donate it to charities, schools, community centers, um, kindergartens maybe, 
There, there are uh, a lot of options, and at the end um, of um, this podcast, I will um, also direct you to a source where to find them. So that's the donation pile. And then there's another pile um, of items you could still sell. And that is really um, very interesting because if you are clever, you can even make money out of your decluttering project. So um, there's lots of options here as well. So you could go to an online platform like Gumtree or eBay or Trading Post. You could um, find a physical market in your local area. Um, where you could sell um, antiques or um, uh, furniture or decor um, or books. And then um, you could also um, um, maybe try and create a private selling party with some friends where you just organize something and say, oh, I have all that stuff, uh, like a garage sale, for example. Um, so yeah, so that is a great um, way to make even a bit of money. And I know people say, oh, you don't get a lot. But I mean, to be honest, isn't it better to get $200 for something than to get nothing? So I guess it's worth uh, trying. And um, I went with my son to a um, baby and kids market after we had decluttered his um, room. And we made more than $400 selling toys and books and um clothing and it, it was a great uh, great day it was a bit of work involved to prepare it but it was worth and we had a nice day together on top of it and um, he learned a lot about selling things and about how that works and he had a lot of fun and and yeah we made some money and um, so that's the, the third pile and the fourth one is um, your beloved treasures things you want to keep but really with these things, have, have a look at them and ask yourself, is that something really special to me? Does that mean something to me? Um, and would I take that if I could only take one item of each category, basically? So just to recap, so you have four piles. You start, for example, um, decluttering one of your wardrobes. So you have a pile of things that go into bin. Um, items you could bring to a charity, the donation pile, then items you could sell. And the fourth one is everything you would like to keep. Now, the important thing, as I just mentioned before, is to follow up with your um, decluttering sessions with actions. So once you've built your piles, um, you need to go out and take the rubbish um, to the um, waste management center or um, in the bin Organize a pickup for um, larger um, items you would like to donate. For example, you can call the salvos. They come and pick it up with their truck. You, just, you don't have to do anything. And um, go and put your um, for sale items on an online platform or organize, book a physical market and, and um, um, prepare your stuff you want to sell there. Um, yeah, and then um, with the donation pile, if it's smaller items, bring it to a charity shop yourself or research local book fairs. There's always this big lifeline book fairs where you can donate books. So there's lots of options. It's, it's just a matter of um, doing a bit of research. Um, another creative way I find really um, cute is if for things you can't th throw out is to put um, them in an outbox. 
This is basically either a physical box or an area in, in maybe in your laundry or somewhere in your house or in your garage where you put items that you, um, larger items that you want, would like to get rid of, but you can't throw them out immediately. So leave them there for a week or two and see how you feel about it. If after a week you still think you want to keep them, Put it on your pile to keep, but for everything else where you have realized that you don't, you don't even think about it anymore, um, just, um, uh, yeah, let go, let it go and give it away. Um, the other thing is, um, I love the term free cycling. That's passing, um, things on to family or friends or other people. Um, who might find a new life for your item. There's even a website called www.freecycle.org where you can check out and see if you could um, donate um, something to other people who have found a new life for it. Yeah, there's lots of lots of things you can do. You can also create a sort of a donation tray or box, a nice um, nice. Uh, container or a box or a basket in your entrance area where you put little things that you would like to give away and to donate and your um, visitors or friends or maybe your grandchildren could come by and pick something if they think they would like to have it. Um, yeah, and always remember your trash could be someone else's treasure. I like that saying. It's so true. And currently, um, there is heaps of people who pay a lot of money for mid-century furniture, for antique furniture, for quirky stuff. So vintage, retro, it's very popular. And, um, yeah, just do a bit of research and, and try and find out where you could sell that. Or even put it on, um, as I said, online. And there's even shops who specialize on um, mid-century furniture. There's, for example, one is called Vamped Vintage Design. They have um, two shops here in Sydney. Um, and they specialize on mid-century furniture. They buy, sell, and um, yeah, also rent out furniture um, for if you need um, for a party or whatever. Um, so that, that's, there's always a solution. Um, another really cool idea is to have a swap party at home. Like, for example, that works for clothing. It's, it's done in the fashion industry. But if you have nice furniture or gorgeous homewares and you, you can't fit into your new home or you think, oh, actually, I'd like to change or swap or have something else. Why not have a little swap party? Invite your friends over, have a glass of bubbles, and then have a look at your different items and see um, maybe um, you you find something from friends that would work in your new space and they like some of your items. And it's just very, can be very casual um, happening and keep it just simple and ask your friends if they are interested. You can't more than ask if no one wants to do it. Well, then at least you've tried it. So overall, um, create four piles, go and start in one room or with one drawer and storage unit. Don't start in the whole house at the same time. Create your four piles, follow up with actions and finish one area off. 
This is one of the big mistakes that's made, that people don't finish one area. They start here and then they don't finish up. Oh, yeah, I need to go and buy these containers, but I'll do that in three weeks. And then the stuff is hanging around. Or I'll put the donation pile in the garage, and then for the next two years the garage is blocked with furniture because no one is calling the charity shop or no one is bringing it somewhere. So don't do that mistake. Finish one area completely off and you will feel so much better, I promise you. Now, um, as I mentioned in the beginning, that's the general decluttering strategy I recommend. And now if we are going, um, I'd like to go into a few special areas um, in, in your home that always tend to be cluttered first. So one, one big thing is paperwork and your office. This is, um, I think, every kitchen bench has these piles of um, letters and mail and advertising and manly dailies and whatever your local newspaper is called, and it's um, they just pile up there and nothing's done with it. So what I um, suggest and what works really well for me is um, when I get the post from the letterbox, I sort it out outside straight away. I have a look what's what do I what do I don't want? Um, like all these um, chunk mail and and postcards and whatever from businesses and you know you know what I mean. You get so much stuff in the letterbox. So I just sort it out straight away. Put everything I don't want uh, to bring in the house straight into the paper bin. And um, only take um, yeah the, the important mail with me, or things I want to read, for example. Then I um, I have um, a system. Um, we have a system in our study. I have uh, three trays on my desk. One is the, an in tray. Then there is a, a tray with bills that have to be paid, and then another one um, filing stuff, stuff that needs to be filed. So I just allocate my, I open the mail and then instantly like invoices go into the um, bill tray, bills to be paid. And then I know things that I need to file go on a, on a special pile and I do that in batches. I love batching activities. So like every couple of weeks or so when I see that pile gets a bit higher, I just take everything and put it um, in the, in the um, 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 files where it should go. And um, then there we have one place on our kitchen bench where I just put newspapers and um, magazines that come, um, that we have a look at, my husband as well, so he gets a lot of magazine as well. And then we, we have it there for a while, for a few days, and then we go, go through it and then we either uh, throw it out or we keep them depending on what um, magazines they are. And... Um, yeah, so it's basically just sort out your paperwork um, straight away and you won't start building up clutter. And find a place where everything lives, that's another important thing. So um, as I said, I have a place in my study, then there we have a sort of one corner of the kitchen bench where we just keep the um, like magazines, newspapers for the day or important mail that is coming and I show it to my husband in the evening and then... Um, it goes in one of the trays. Um, the other thing is create um, what you can do. Create a pin board in your kitchen or it could also be um, 
a chalkboard paint, either a board or a, a wall or a door where you can um, um, make notes to remind you of important things that you have to action in the next days, for example. Um, also, batch, as I mentioned already, I'm a friend of batching activities, so batch activities around your paperwork. Um, for example, paying bills, filing papers, making phone calls, answering emails. It's much easier if you do, if you allocate one or two hours to one, um, dedicated job instead of doing it every day for five minutes. And then the other thing, empty your email inbox once a week. We all know we get tons of emails and I, for example, I'm subscribed to a lot of newsletters because I read a lot of different things. And um, I like to do that. So I, I subscribe to all of them, but it's, sometimes it's overwhelming. So I have a system. I empty my email inbox every Friday and I do it religiously and every week. And... Um, I have a system also certain as a similar to the physical filing system. I have a system in my um, on my computer and my email um, program where I file emails, things that I need to read, things that belong to certain jobs or tasks. So that because it's nothing is more overwhelming than having an inbox with five hundred emails. So I just try and keep that. I, I work on my computer on a daily basis and, and try and keep it really down and clear everything that I don't need straight away. Or I take, um, for example, as I said, with the newsletters, I take an hour or half an hour where I go through a few newsletters and read them and scan them and read some things I read more deeply, but then I just delete them and they are gone. So that helps. As, for me, it helps really to empty my email um, inbox once a week. So these are a few um, tips for um, paperwork. Then another um, really nice um, area that is <laughs> it's kind of a challenge um, often is the linen cupboard. So what you can do here is really if you if you feel it's oh my god what a mess just empty it completely and take inventory. Again allocate each piece to one of the four decluttering piles I've spoken about. And then think about how many sets of bed linen do you really need and what is nice to have. You could also have dedicated shelves for your um, bed linen, towels, throws, etc. And um, so to make sure everything goes back to the same place after washing, label your shelves and make little areas what goes where so it stays all neat and tidy. And then... Um, do you know how to fold a fitted sheet properly in order to maximize storage space? That's really, I mean, that sounds a bit weird probably, but to be honest, it's, it's, if you fold a fitted sheet properly, you will have, it, it gets really flat and, and you can pile them all nicely up instead of just, um, pushing them into the linen cupboard without any, um, shape. And um, I even have on my website, um, on the Downsize with Style website, um, I have um, downloadable documents and there is a, um, there's one um, illustration how to properly fold a fitted sheet if you want to have a look. And then you could organize fitted sheets with the matching bed, bed linen and flat sheets together in one pile. 
So this looks not only great, but gives you an instant overview of your colors and patterns and um, what you have. So you know already if I take this green pile, I have everything I need to uh, make the bed, change the sheets. So that's one little tip. And then, um, of course, um, you can also buy gorgeous storage boxes for inside your linen cupboard for to store smaller items so you could have closed boxes and label them and there are really nice things you get them in different materials and different colors so and that helps you to keep your linen cupboard um, tidy now um, from the linen cupboard to the kitchen kitchen cupboards and pantry that's another um, another good topic um, so I suggest to schedule times twice a year, for example, where you go through your cupboards, drawers and pantry and just empty them out, clean them and have a look what what's in there. I just recently did that again and I still have stuff. I know exactly it's sitting on the highest shelf in my <laughs> overhead um, cupboards and I never I never use it, but it's some old crockery and I thought oh my god from my husband and what do I do so we still have it there but yeah this is one of the things you know see I'm um, sometimes I can't just everything throw out because it, it belongs to my husband it came with him into the family and now we have it you know anyway empty your um, cupboards clean them and then just take inventory do the same process and see what you could maybe um, simplify and then um, under sink cupboards, that's also a nice area that gets really decluttered uh, easily. So organize your under sink cupboards with little baskets for dishwashing liquid, cloth, brushes, rubber gloves, etc. That helps you as well to keep that neat and tidy. And then there's, um, if you don't have one of the really nice new modern kitchens with a lot of um, uh, compartments in the drawers you could go and buy some at um, storage um, uh, suppliers and there's you get a lot of for example in Howard's storage world to name only one you get lots of um, compartments for easy storage and sorting cutlery kitchen accessories and other stuff you store in your kitchen then go through your pantry on a regular basis and if you refill your pantry, check the expiry date of products that have been sitting there for several months and dispose them. Dispose of them immediately if they are expired. So every time um, you put something in, have a look. Is there something you could um, take out or you need to throw out because it's sitting there forever? And um, that's again, allocate a couple of hours to the pantry. As I said before, do it, clean it out. And then have a look what you still use and the other things out in the bin. And again here, there's a lot, lots of um, options for small storage um, baskets where you can um, have smaller items. Now the wardrobe and accessories. Same structure as above. Schedule time to go through your wardrobe twice a year, spring and autumn for example. And then... Empty it completely, take inventory, put each piece in one of the four decluttering piles and take action with each pile. 
You could sort your clothes by pants, long and short, jackets, shirts, dresses, skirts, etc. And find a dedicated space for each of these um, categories in your wardrobe. You could group long and short sleeve t-shirts, jumpers, skirts or dresses. You can also sort your wardrobe by colors. I love to do that, by the way. All my shirts, I love shirts, and all my shirts are sorted by color. This only look doesn't. It looks great when I open the wardrobe, it, and it shows instantly what colors I have and and um, what you like. It's it's interesting. And for smaller items, again, use wardrobe organization systems, label storage boxes or shelves to keep your items in the same space to stay organized. Jewelry. You can either, um, I love that I have displayed my jewelry, my favorite pieces on hooks or pin boards um, on my wall. It, it looks nice, it's colorful, um, and it makes a nice feature in the bedroom. And then um, also if you go through your wardrobe, make a list of items you need to restock and um, turn your wardrobe makeover into a fun event by organizing a swap party. Again, could be something interesting. Now from indoors to the outdoors, um, let's have a look in the garage. That's another area that's uh, often used for clutter and furniture and all sorts of stuff instead of the cars. So the cars are sitting outside and the garage is another storage room. But to be honest, depending on how much stuff you have stored in your garage over the years, it might be a good idea to hire a professional decluttering business. Because garage, usually there is a lot of hard work involved. There's heavy pieces to turn around. And then you should really compare the costs of outsourcing to a professional business to the time and effort you might um, need to invest in getting this space sorted out. General tip is to re to review this space on a continuous basis as the as all the others I've talked about and not let too much clutter build up over time. Otherwise, um, um, I recommend to work with large shelving units or closed cupboards and use the same principle as with the inside cupboards. Group items, for example, accessories for the car, cleaning stuff, bike stuff, outdoor toys, tools, paint pots garden equipment, group all these things and try to keep one space in that on the shelf or in your cupboard you have and not just push everything anywhere. So just keep things grouped and you get also, you can use um, these plastic storage containers with clip lids so that they are closed where you could um, have smaller things like for example we have a lot of bikes and all this stuff for the bike so we have it in one big plastic container with a label bike stuff and so that that's then easy it's closed it doesn't get dirty and you you find it when you need it well so that was um, some areas of the house I hope you got some valuable information out of that um, I also would like to um, direct you um, to my book, Downsize with Style, where the first chapter is all about decluttering. And, and at the end of this chapter, I have a list of websites um, for donations, for um, places where you can sell things, swap things, and where you can recycle. So there's lots of websites, and you can always um, research and more in the internet I guess it's just I put their selection and um, I hope yeah you enjoyed it and I really hope you are trying out that uh, three step 
process to get anything done. I would love to hear from you if it worked for you. And you are welcome to um, leave a comment either on um, iTunes or on my um, on my blog, um, on my website, which is um, www.bdcolordesign.net.au slash blog. Every week I publish um, content there and then you can leave reviews as well. Um, I um, invite you to uh, connect with me if you have not already and subscribe to my blog um, via this website www.bdcolordesign.net.au and also um, yeah, stay connected and um, visit um, my websites have a look in the book if you, are, if you may um, find that interesting today um, the book is available on the downsizewithstyle.com website and um, yes I'm looking forward to um, connecting with you in the future and um, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned to the Downsize with Style podcast in the future cheers cheers